before the game kicks off. Let's ramp it up with college football overtime. Here's, here's, here's Garrett Chapman and Abe Gordon. College football playoff rankings did come out over Halloween. So if you're not out trick-or-treating, you were probably sitting on your couch watching the college football playoff announcements like this guy was. I absolutely <laughs> was sitting there thinking about how all of the decisions that they made were right or wrong or like, oh, okay, who cares? Abe, what court do you fall in right now? Do you, do you do you think that they were right, super wrong, or do you care at all? Well, I just love the inconsistency, right? Like, if there's anything consistent about the college football playoff committee, it's the inconsistencies. <laughs> and, and, and I don't have a problem with how they rank things, and we'll dive into it a, a little bit. But are they about resume? Are they about those quality wins that you have? Are they about how you look? Are they about domination? Are What exactly are they about? And they just seem to be about so many different things at once. Uh, to put Ohio State where they are and then Washington State where they are, we, we the two teams that had the most impressive victories on the entire season, to have right? three teams in the middle of them, yeah, and, and one of them being Michigan, who's played nobody. Georgia's played a couple teams, looked good, looked bad. Florida State, same idea. It's just very interesting to see how they ended up, where they ended up. And I know Boot Corrigan kind of broke it down the good news is they do look at every week individually they don't just pencil this in as well Ohio State was there last week they won so they'll be at number one a, a week from now no if George is impressive against Missouri and we'll get to that around the SEC there's a very real shot that they they change those rankings around week to week and so I understand why Ohio State is there now Mm -hmm. uh, it'll be very interesting to see the the reasoning uh, moving forward for certain teams being in certain places. But I, and I'll say this because we're going to talk about this game and around the nation. This is also a real wake up call to Washington, in my opinion. Washington should be higher based on who they've beaten and the schedule that they've had. But the lackluster performances over the past couple of weeks. Now you're on the road against a ranked team. This is a hey. You better show us something, and we're going to keep you behind Florida State. They do not deserve to be behind Florida State. It's their own fault that they are. I don't disagree with the committee. It's a little glimpse into you have to be impressive in big games. Georgia's yeah. number two right now because they were impressive this past week against Florida in a big game. Well, they had big games. Yeah. Well, well, but Washington did too, and they, and they were – they were they won the sure. game. That's why they're. I was you know, more. But, I was more insinuating Michigan there, but. Well, right, and they just be, and that's why I get that weird inconsistency of they're downgrading Washington because they haven't looked great, but they do have the quality win. They were upgrading Michigan because they have looked great, but they've got nothing on their schedule. Florida mm -hmm. State's in no man's land. Georgia's kind of in no man's land with the exception of uh, last week and and Kentucky earlier, and then Ohio State really hasn't looked incredibly dominant, but just straightforward, they wiped away how you looked on the field and said, this is the team that has the two most impressive wins, not individually, but combination of two sure. most impressive wins. And that's why for now we're going resume over anything else. And that's why Ohio state's number one. I, I don't hate it, uh, but I just know that next week it's going to be something different. Some other team potentially or, or changes within the rankings for seemingly no good reason. So mm -hmm. I, I do expect the inconsistency with their explanation and ranking next week. Yeah, and it, and one thing about the the college football playoff committee, just in general, is is they 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 treat this like they're a toddler, you know, and it just sort of <laughs> changes with the wind. Like the mood is is whatever it is that day, 
and they seem to remember the most recent thing that happened because to me the most recent thing that happened with georgia of course is they wiped yeah. the floor with florida what happened before that oh well this team can't start they can't play four quarters they can't put a whole game together and then but they seem to forget that fact, you know, and it's just, it's just whatever. And, you know, like the rules apply here and then maybe they don't there. And I think the hard and fast fact of the college football playoff committee is that there are no hard and fast rules. There are none. And I, I think they like that flexibility and the ability to, to sort of just go with whatever works. And I don't think it's just because the TV money or whatever, and I'm not going to try and sit here and speculate on that idea. I just think they need to rank the four best teams as in the order that they would go because Sometimes they say, I think that this team is better than that team. And then other times it's a, this team has a better resume than that team. Right. And that's why. Okay. Like <laughs> th at this point, yeah, I think you nailed it. I mean, the top five, Ohio state, Georgia, Michigan, Florida state, Washington, in that order. I was tweeting before it came out. That's fine. I mean, mine's different in every single spot. It's different. I got zero, one, zero. Correct. I have Georgia's the best team in the country. I think they're the best team in the country and um, they've shown it. And of course my brain, I can't, I have a hard time separating from what they've done the last two seasons because you know what, that matters. And it makes up your, your team's identity and, and public perception of your team. They've been there. They've done that. And I think it's important. Um, of course it doesn't matter for these rankings. And I think we see that. Um, but Ohio state, look, they, they have the, the, the game against Penn state. They've looked really good there. They they have the, the game against Notre Dame. They look good enough there. And I wouldn't say they look like the number one team in the country in either of those games, but they have the resume, you know, and that's why they're number one. And, and ultimately it's, it's more of a death wish to be the number one team in the country than it is to not be. I mean, look, you go back to all the way to 2014, you know, the number one team was in the inaugural one, Mississippi state. What have they done since, you know, last year it was Tennessee. They got smoked in their next week, you know? So this is not some, like I'm more in the camp. I asked you when we started this segment, I said, do you, are you agreeing with it? Or are you disagreeing or do you care? And I'm kind of in the camp that I don't really care. You know, well, it's going to play itself out. It's We've got, play we got plenty of weeks and there's going to be plenty of opportunities in the games ahead. Georgia against yeah. Missouri, Georgia against Ole Miss back-to-back -back weeks, Michigan and Penn state coming up. There's going to be reason to jump teams or, or lower teams course, as it may be. What I found interesting, but it gives is you a it, barometer. That's that's what I was getting to. Yeah, I, I don't think they're ranking on how good a team they feel it is. I think they're mm -hmm. ranking on on other aspects. Uh, what what I look at that this list, the question it feels like they ask their members to decide on is why shouldn't we rank this team number one right now? And it ultimately comes down to Ohio State had fewer reasons not to be ranked number one than Georgia did, than Michigan did, than sure. Florida State, than Washington. I think they're asking the wrong question. Not why shouldn't we rank these teams number one, but why should we be ranking these? And we're all nitpicking and they have their own approach. And I don't know specifically what it does, but it felt to me like that was the question that they were asking me. It feels backwards. But again, I agree with what you're saying. It's going to play itself out. And there's yeah. going to be a, and look, I don't know what happens on Saturday uh, in Athens, but there's a very real situation where Georgia looks good enough to where there's no denying with another win over a ranked team that they're close in resume with Ohio State, have overperformed, unlike Ohio State. I mean, there's just going to be arguments sure. that can be made. Um, and then there's also the discussion, and I don't know how this played out either. We've only got the one game. Are they ranking Georgia as viewed without Brock Bowers? Uh, and I think that's 
uh, a fair assessment based on what they're being asked to do week by week. Um, mm-hmm. And that may also be part of the variable as to why Georgia was ranked too. Yeah, and I think there are plenty of reasons. And when I tweeted about this initially at GChapATL on Twitter, uh, if you want to follow, what are you, at, at Abe Gordon, Just right? at Abe Gordon, right there. At Abe man, Gordon, you got keeping it, it simple. But uh, I think there was a lot of fluidity, I think, when I when I initially tweeted this. I said, I think I had Georgia as my number one team, and I said they could be slotted anywhere between one and four. And then I had Michigan as my number two team. I said they could be slotted in anywhere between one and five. And then I went all the way down the list, all the way to five, and all five of those teams could really be anywhere. Like you could have made the kit. Well, Washington outside of the number one spot, I could see them going two, three, four, or five. But outside of that, it's like you could make the case for Florida State to be the I, number one. You could one make team a case for Washington. I, I mean, I, get I mean, the I Ohio guess State you could like, because their your top win is better than anybody else's. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, think they have universally, everyone has Oregon at six. Yeah. You know, so they have the best win. Yeah. So you go that next step down, though. I do want to move on to past these undefeated teams and into. Uh, are one loss teams starting with Oregon. I think they are the best team in the country as far as the one loss teams go. Okay, right. Then you move into a Texas who has the head-to-head win over the number number 18, Alabama. But then you have a one loss team in Oklahoma who also has a head-to-head win over that Texas team. I think that's just a case your resume looks a little bit better or at least it doesn't look quite as bad in the case of their loss to Kansas. Um I guess that's the rationale there. But then nine, you have Oklahoma, well, I mean, and but, you have but, Ole Miss. Who's another team who has that similar type of a head-to-head? Yeah, you try and draw a head-to-head, but Kansas also blew out uh, – excuse me, uh, Texas also blew out Kansas. Um, yeah. So I, I, I tend to agree. Usually I would prefer head-to-head to be a deciding factor. Mm-hmm. I can understand. And, and, and also, like, if you're being fair and honest, which I think we have been on this show, you and I, I think, have both said it. Like, if those two teams played again, we would pick Texas to win. I thought Texas was the better team that day. They just didn't get it done. Um, unfortunately, I think there's a similar discussion to be had against Oregon and Washington, and we hope mm-hmm. that it will play itself out that way. But the interesting thing to me so. about these one-loss teams is, and we'll get into it, is with Alabama because they've got a game this weekend where if they win, would you be surprised if they jump Oregon as the top one-loss team? No, not at all. I mean, that, that's where that's Oregon, where it gets interesting to me. Just because we've seen this sort of thing happen in the past where Alabama does seem to have this, there's an aura around yeah. Alabama. There always has been. And um, honestly, it's, it just exists. It's just the way it is. You know, it's, they're Alabama. And I think Oregon is a better football team. I think they have a better resume, truthfully. That's just where I stand on I it. I think that's fair. And I agree. But, but on the antithesis of that point, if you're Alabama, you would have had wins over uh, you have a, a close loss to Texas, which I guess you could theoretically call it close, but it was at home. Yeah, um, That's your loss. You have a win over Ole Miss, a top 10 team in the country. You right. have a win over LSU, the number 14 team in the country. Yep. And depending on the manner in which you and, win. And Tennessee, by the and way. And Tennessee, who's number 17 on this list. So I think you're starting to stack things. Yeah. And look, I mean, Oregon on the on the other end, Oregon is a great claim for it too. They have a win over the number 18 team. They're only losses to the number four or five team rather. Yeah. Like, look, this is a good, good team. And look, you already have a, and you could have a win. Uh, you have another matchup coming up against USC. You have UCLA down the road. I mean, 
the Pac-12 is going to – I mean, it's interesting. It's a very The good news spot. for both teams, Oregon and Alabama, mm-hmm. is if they take care of business, they will end oh, up yeah. in the Pac-12 championship and the SEC championship mm-hmm. against teams that are ranked in the top four, being Washington and or, uh, Georgia, most likely, assuming Washington holds serve there. And and you'll be able to play your way in anyways. You, you, this is why I'm not freaking out about yeah. whether you're six or seven, even for Texas, potentially, further down the line, even for sure. Ole Miss, potentially, or even you – know, you know, so – uh, Missouri, uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, don't get frustrated with it, whether, whether you're at either, uh, it's all in front of you. And that's why I just don't care to overreact. I find the thought process of the committee interesting, but I don't feel the need to overreact to it. And that's, that's why I'm kind of accepting without too much judgment or harshment, mm-hmm. um, of, of what we have is the, the, the first rankings. I, I'm cool with it. Yeah. And I'm trying to look and see where, uh, TCU was last year. They were seven. Okay, so they were they were probably one of the more disrespected teams last year. They got ranked behind a, a one-loss Alabama team last year. Yeah. So these things change. And then and then it got to the end of the end of the season where they didn't even win their the conference championship game and they made it in on their own merit. Right. So I, I think there's a lot of football to be played. That's my point that I'm trying to get to with this. Agreed. A lot of these things are going to figure themselves out. I will say though, James Madison absolutely deserves to be ranked in this top 25. I really think that they do. Then they always they these these teams always seem to give the the benefit of the doubt to these the bigger schools and rightfully so I will say but look James Madison has done everything that they need to in order to be a ranked team and I will say I think that they'll probably be in that little next team out kind of category right behind Tulane and Air Force Tulane's built up some street cred if you will by winning the Cotton Bowl last year um, but outside of that I think. Most of this stuff is just going to continue to play to play itself out, uh, and I and I'm very excited, and I'm very much here for it. 